Maureen has finished eating, so here we are. <laughs> we had to wait until she finished her tuna and fish I didn't salad. Spit, didn't spit anything out, Jen, today. Well, the, I mean, there's still time. There's still, <laughs> there's still a little bit of tuna, residual tuna in the Left mouth in the there. Box. Still okay. time. Um, Hello, I'm Maureen Younger. I'm Jen Brister, and this is our podcast, Droughtlander. And we're back up to date again. We are still like up to date. It's pretty incredible. I think if you are a listener of this podcast, you will appreciate what a feat it has been to uh, keep up to date as with the current with, series, with, with, which is really the bare minimum expectation <laughs> that people have for a podcast that purports to follow a particular series is to keep up with the episodes. But anyway, we, we've hit that minimum requirement and we are on season, is it four? Four. Episode six. Six. Episode so, six. Confidence. Anyway, it's called Blood of My Blood. That I do know. Blood of My Blood. No? Yes. Blood in my blood. Blood off my blood. Blood off my blood. And what a rip-roaring episode this one has been. <laughs> Jen, I think quite liked it. I almost enjoyed it. You know um, why? Because Lady Jane Grey's back. Lady Jane Grey. Can I just say, I mean, they're in the middle of nowhere. They're in the back country, but everybody keeps popping in. I mean... I mean, you do, don't you? <laughs> um, do you just know where it is? And uh, what I like is that whenever anyone pops in to see them in Fraser's Ridge, they just instinctively never step on Cherokee land. <laughs> But only manage to step on Cherokee land when they get onto Fraser's Ridge and then, uh-oh, they ignore the signs. But we're, but we're so moving Presumably ahead. to get there, you know, chances are... There must be a path. There must be a path. Anyway. Very clear path. Lady Jane Grey uh, appears, obviously. David Berry, who I think is really... He's Australian, you know. I think he's great as um, Lord John. Oh, I think he's fantastic, actually. He's one of my faves. I mean, he was one of the reasons why I enjoyed that series, yeah, series three, three so much was because of... The homoerotic tension between <laughs> Jamie and Lady Jane Grey really is quite strong. Yeah, and also, you know, like, Jamie's this, this great hunter and everything, doesn't actually hear him approach. You think, that's a bit... I mean, admittedly, he's, was soaring wood. He's soaring wood, Maureen. And also, Not Jamie them. has the instinct to know about, you know, when, it's, when there's danger. He just knows. Yeah, he just knows. And he knows that there's no danger with Lady Jane Grey approaching with... From behind. From behind. <laughs> that's... The usual way he approaches Jamie, or fantasises about approaching Jamie. Um, although I imagine Lady Jane Grey's a bottom. Do you? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not go there. I think he's a bottom. Anyway, so anyway, he approaches Jamie with who, Maureen? With who? Oh, no, he's not, he hasn't arrived yet. He's got Jamie's son in tow, hasn't he? Jamie's illegal. Oh, he's not there at the beginning? No, no, because Claire finds him. But um, he's, 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 he's meant to be going to Virginia. I mean, I don't really know American geography, but I, I'm, I get the impression that he's done quite a bit of a detour. Yeah, Virginia is um, uh, is where Washington is, isn't it? Well, no, I don't. Washington know. DC is that not in Virginia? I Did I make that up? Washington DC is its own little state, isn't it? So no, it can't. But it's a, but it's but the state below Washington DC oh, right. is Virginia. We don't really know. But anyway, um, actually, Maureen, I do. Oh, I'm right. not asking you. I'm telling oh, you. Right. Okay, you didn't sound that confident. But uh, I uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, he's done a little detour because that's the effect, Jamie. Jamie has. I mean, to be fair, I'd make a little detour for Jamie. I know you wouldn't. Oh, for but... fuck's sake! I mean, we, the man is in love with Jamie. Oh, why is he making a detour? We know. We anyway, know why? But uh, another surprise guest from last week. There's a lot of surprise guests. Murta, he's still he's still there, but who's got to go back? And he's moaning about the taxes. And then him and Claire stumble upon the other surprise guest, who is... Well, we've already mentioned him. Yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit we've yeah. let, we kind of... I let that, yeah, I let that, that ruin bag. that, didn't I? But William, the son, who I think looks like a young... Like a mini Helen McCrory. That's the trouble. I kept looking at him going, that looks like a... I don't know. 
Do you know Helen McCrory? I don't know Helen McCrory, but he did have one expression and it was sort of like he was having a very difficult poo, (laughs) this young lad. Every time he had to do any kind of acting, his face kind of scrunched up and I thought, I recognise that face because I've got two boys as well. (laughs) And when they have a difficult poo, it's very similar Uh... to that face. Okay, well... Yeah, like that, oh, like straining. Hold my hand, mama. That kind of <laughs> hand, uh, look. Anyway, anyway, so, uh, so he turns up and then I thought this was a really well-acted scene with Claire, who obviously realises who he is and isn't that happy about it. And Jamie, well, they met before. Yeah, but Claire didn't know, Claire didn't know that that was... Uh, oh, 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 sorry. Okay. Claire didn't know. And then Jamie, obviously seeing his son again after years, and as you can see his face, he's... Like, really, you know, really taken aback by it. Obviously, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course, yeah. So I thought it was a really well-acted scene, and, uh, you know, uh, I thought it was really well done. That's what I was trying to say. What Maureen was trying to say is that she was moved. I was moved. Were you moved? I, yeah, because I just thought... I've, I kind of liked it when Claire, when Rick Claire realised it, because you're going, oh, for God's sake, you know, he's here now, and then, you know, I mean, it's bad enough... Because Claire's not a big fan of Lady Lord, Jane Grey. Lady Jane Grey. Um, which is understandable. We should say that is John Grey, but we like to call him Lady Jane Grey. I don't know why we call him Lady Jane Grey. We could never remember his name. Oh, yeah. Of course, Lady Jane Grey is a more famous character. Of the Greys, of the two Greys, she is more uh, famous. But William doesn't remember Jamie and. Uh, uh, or says he doesn't remember. Says he doesn't. And then uh, John Berry. John, John Berry. Lady Jane Grey, we'll stick to that, it's just easier. Uh, says, look, we, I just, he doesn't know how we met. He doesn't know, obviously, you're the father, because obviously that would affect... He's, he's meant to be the ninth Earl of Ellesmere or something. Uh, but then Jamie starts speaking Gaelic, and he remembers that he used to be Mac. William remembers that he was used to be his groom. And I think Jamie kind of did it accidentally on purpose, because I think he wants... He his... wants son to remember him. Yeah. Which is, I think, understandable, isn't it? Yeah, and you know that this little lad remembers uh, who Jamie is, because he has that face of wanting to have a poo again. It just <laughs> arrives out of nowhere. And you think, uh-oh, he's acting. <laughs> He's acting something. You never sure what the what he's trying to put. You know, to try. And like the other son they had when he was younger, he doesn't look anything like Jamie at all, does he? There's like no. What they should have done is they should have asked Sam Hewen <laughs> to impregnate. That's going a bit. Someone. I'm sure there would have been quite a few uh, volunteers. And, uh, and allow. Like the kids to grow up. Yeah. They'd have to wait eight years, eleven years. Well, though, given that Jamie's supposed to be like in his late forties, it would have been fine. Anyway, they didn't go to that extent, and so they had to get actors in who aren't actually Sam Hewen's son, hence them not looking alike. Which obviously, I mean, you could, do, you could do a little bit. Of, I know it's meant to look like the mother, but anyways. So anyway, they have dinner. Murta and, and Lord John Grey bash heads over um, the taxes and everything. Well, because what, obviously, uh, Lady Jane Grey is talking about the governor of North Carolina in very fond terms, uh, talking about his luscious property. Which is being financed uh, by taxes. And and has been recently refurbished or something. And uh, anyway, basically, Murta's going, well, you know why he's got such a big house is because he's been ripping us off for ages. And and Lady Jane Grey is having none of it. I know. Oh, you mob. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, Jamie and, and Claire are trying to keep the peace, obviously, for once. And um, Well, although ja- uh, although Claire is kind of taking Murta's side. Yes, that is true. And basically, she's doing that thing that she does when she's cross. She's got her arms folded. I've, I've seen this many times in audience members, actually, where they <laughs> sit watching you, and their arms are folded and their legs are folded, and they're just livid. <laughs> They're always sitting in the front and the middle. They're always front and centre. And you're like, I won't look at you. I think everyone's enjoying it, but you hate me. And they really want you to know that they hate you, don't they? So even though Lady Jane Grey is at this dinner, you know, is at the table, and Jamie's giving him a lot of warmth, open arms, no crossed arms, uh, 
Claire isn't being overtly, you know, ex- explicitly anti uh, Lady Jane Grey, but the, her body language is, is saying, you know, much the same thing. And in that moment, I was like, Lady Jane Grey, I feel for you. I know exactly how that feels. I've been there. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anyway, we can feel that tension between Lady Jane Grey and Claire, which is, I loved. <laughs> I, I love a bit of tension because you think, where's this going to go? It's going to kick off. And it does. Is it going to end up in a threesome? Because... <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not that. But uh, it's so not that kind of show. Claire and Lady Jane Grey uh, are alone together, and Cl- uh, Claire makes it really obvious she doesn't want him there, doesn't she? She's not. She doesn't really hide her. You know, why have you come all the way? There's a bit of a detour, isn't it? Oh, you were going to Virginia. That's well, a bit I, of a detour. it's a bit of a detour of why seven, are you here? several thousand miles. Oh, oh, well, so I want to show show Jamie's son. Oh, because you want to see. You know, it's all that very. Is it that uh, you wanted Jamie uh, to, you see, to his see his son? Jam- or yes. Did you, or did you want to see Jamie? And he's like, Oh, I've never met a woman who talks her mind like you do. And he said it just like that. Oh, I say, Claire, <laughs> I've never met. Oh, hark at you. And then just as Claire's about to get a wish and they're going to piss basically piss off, she notices that Lord John Grey's got measles. We've really accelerated through this. Episode. I know. <laughs> I mean, we've not even covered any of the nuance. It was what? No, the nuance comes now, doesn't it? Well, I mean, there, there was a bit of nuance with the, tes- with okay. the little tete-a-tete between Claire and Lady Jane okay, Grey. Okay, go on, go for it. Well, I mean, we can't no, now no, because, because you've, you've literally... Wait, it doesn't, you've accelerated straight away. We accelerate it. all the time, don't worry All right, about we'll it. have to rewind. So let's reverse back. So that bit where uh, Lady Jane Grey has uh, had a night out, we, it, it's not... It's hard to tell, but we learned that he's been there for about three days. Oh, yeah, we forgot the chess game, didn't we? Yes, exactly. Maureen, come on, get with the programme. So, Jamie and Lady Jane Grey are spending time together, as men do. Not in that way, but... Bonding. They're bonding. bonding. They're bonding over uh, whiskey, wine uh, and chess. Yeah. And they're talking, and John is obviously really happy to be in Jamie's company and basking in the glow of this handsome chap that he has been you know, fantasising about. about for decades. And Jamie's just delighted to see Lady Jane Grey, who he feels a strong bond with for saving his life and giving him his freedom and giving He's him a good friend of his, isn't he? And they're friends. They, you can tell they're really good friends. And Murta, we ought to say, is basically very anti-Lady Jane Grey. And yep. it's like... It makes, basically makes Jamie feel uncomfortable for having that friendship. And then Jamie has to remind Myrta that the only reason he's still alive is because of, is because of Lady Jane Grey. I get where Myrta's coming from. He's still a redcoat and he was imprisoned. And unlike Jamie, who was playing chess and having like foie gras, <laughs> uh, Myrta was, was in a cell eating a rat. So, you know, I get where Myrta's coming from. It's like, listen, mate, you were like was- having homoerotic chess matches with this guy. <laughs> eating lamb chops and I was still chewing on yeah. a rat and Murta's like why are you so bothered about like he's bothered about him you know and he's going well he's only he's all that's got Willie's, William's got he goes so that's who's, is, Wi- yeah, who's the, Willie to you yeah why are you so bothered about William and then he realises that of course Murta without without knowing knows everything <laughs> what's it to you he's your son <laughs> I, I would have gone a lot of different avenues before I got there I've gone, look, I know he's a young lad. You probably feel an affiliation because he's a young boy, but still, but no, straight to son. I mean, I don't know how he got there, but he got there. Because uh, I would have been like, I mean, when would that have happened? How are you, could you possibly have impregnated somebody? But then you look at Jamie and think, yeah. listen, <laughs> you could probably get one pregnant from five miles. Because <laughs> he's a man. He's such a Scottish <laughs> man. Anyway. Yeah, I forgot all about that. So, yeah. So, aren't you glad that yeah, you're oh, ecstatic. Um, well, <laughs> Maureen's been, quite, Maureen's been quite short with me today. 
It's usually the other way around. So on this occasion, I will take it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let that ruin our Christmas. Or our friendship. Or our friendship. <laughs> You're bloody cheeky if I did, frankly. Um, right, so... I can't remember what else they discuss at the chess game, though. So, well, the, but the chess game is more that they're setting yeah, up, and be, that they are good friends. Um, good friends and that they uh, have this relationship. And also, it's after the chess game that uh, uh, Claire and Lady Jane Grey have that conversation where they discuss um, uh, uh, their, you know, relationship with Jamie. Basically. Yeah, that's when he's ill, isn't it? No, but the, the first bit where he goes, I know why you're here. And that's he before says, the chess game. No, it's not. It's after. It is. It's while they, they go to the privy. Well, Jamie and William go to the privy. Because then William's in bed and they have that chess game. Oh, right. Was it before? Yeah. And he... But that's when he says, I've never met a woman as direct as you. Yeah, could... Yeah. Well, I think that might be in the bed when he's in bed. To be honest, this doesn't really matter. Or he says something about her anyway, being a remarkable anyway, woman. Yes, that's The right. point is, is that uh, uh, we, we get there. But anyway, the best scene is the bed bit. I've, but I, we all talk about that now. So basically, he's got measles, which of course in those days was, could be fatal, highly contagious. Jamie takes uh, William off for safety. safety. Because Jamie is uh, probably safe. He's still contagious he's measles. because he's had measles. But apparently you can still get measles twice. But anyway, so for safety... Claire has obviously been inoculated because she's from the future. Uh, so she sends Jamie and William off. And Go. I think Jamie's quite happy because he's got time with his son. Yeah. William isn't very happy because he wants to stay with, with his, his father. With his dad. When Understandably, he, to... he just yeah. lost his mother. The mother's dead. Oh, did we mention that? No, we didn't mention that. Well, that's anyway. the other thing. <laughs> what we don't realise... Okay, this is the other thing. We must say this because it's important for the bed scene. Yes, is that... Um, Lady Jane Grey arrives, and the first thing that Jamie says to him is, I'm so sorry to hear about... Oh, how no, is... No, no, Isabel. how Where's is Isabel? Isabel? Yeah. And then he says, Isabel died on the boat here. She got sick and died. And Jamie's like, oh, my God, you must be devastated. How sad for you. I'm so, so sorry. And um, Lady Jane Grey does look upset. It's like, yes, it's really sad, and uh, I am struggling onwards, but it's mainly hard for William because he's lost his mum, and I'm trying to keep a stiff upper lip for him, really. So that's important. Just, just note that down. So, and we also don't know whether Lord John Grey is going to survive the measles or not. So there's that option. He might, she might, he might actually die from it. So they go off, um, not knowing whether John Grey is going to survive or not. Yeah, the poor boy leaves. He's just lost his mum, and he's really terrified that his dad's going to die of measles. So that's on his mind most of the time. Anyway, they go off fishing, you know, hunting, hunting, man, man stuff, manly, manly pursuits. And Claire looks uh, after Grey, and. Um, He's, he's, I think because he thinks he might die, he's quite direct with Claire as well this time. And he actually accuses Claire of being envious of him and Jamie's friendship and that he's bringing up Jamie's son. Which yes, is, of that. Is. Well, he says, you know, you're envious of that. Was it 20, 10 years or whatever, or that, however long it was that uh, Lady Jane Grey and, and um, uh, Jamie had whilst uh, Claire and Jamie were separated. And... Uh, and also, he kind of infers that uh, Jamie and he have a... Whilst it's not a physical relationship... They have a bond. They have a bond which she is envious of. Yeah, which, I mean, is true. And she is. And she kind of admits it. And she kind of says, look, but, you know, we lost 20 years of being together. Which you kind of... You know, which is true. And you kind of feel sorry for her. And then he really digs the dirt in because she goes, you're just upset because you can't have him. And he goes, well, I could have. Remember? I could have had him. And she goes, what? Because... He says to uh, Lady Jane Grey, this is in last series. Jamie, yeah. Jamie says to him, um, 
if you was it if you look after my son uh, yeah I, you can have me if you look after my son yeah you can do you know what you will with me uh if you look after my son william and but of, of course, course jane gray being at the gent he is even though he really wants jamie he wants doesn't want him on those terms he wants to be wanted he Which wants he enough. wants to be desired he doesn't want to be with someone that's doing it with their eyes shut you but know? you know that obviously gives put claire's like because obviously jamie didn't tell her that bit um I think that really obviously just shocks Claire to the core, doesn't it? Well, it would, wouldn't it? If yeah, but she knows how, she knows him well enough to know that he would do anything would do him. anything for his son, and it wouldn't be given particularly what happens to him in the first series. It wouldn't be like one through of, choice. It wouldn't be through choice. Yeah, um, but still, I mean, if you find something like that about your partner and you don't know about it, that would really that would take you back a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. more, he's always single, but you know, as if somebody who's in a, with a partnership. Oh, well, if I found out that <laughs> Chloe had said that she would give her body to... I mean, like, this just doesn't seem... Uh, that doesn't happen in Brighton, those kind of things. Well, I'm sure they do, actually. <laughs> I mean, pretty much everything happens in Brighton. So, uh, anyway, so they're having this... By the way, he's dying at this point. We think he's dying. He's, really, he's got a headache that's going... That's absolutely annihilating and him. He's got a rash, and, and he's covered in measles rash, and he's just really feverish. His temperature's really high, and he's got the symptoms of measles. One of which is a, a, an absolutely horrific headache, which Claire is trying to ease the pain by sticking her fingers in his eyeballs. That's what she claims, anyway. Anyway, this should help. She said, <laughs> sticking her thumbs into his eye sockets. I thought that doesn't look like it will help. And uh, she. She says something direct to him. What is it that she says? And he says, he says something, I've never met anyone as direct as you. Yeah. And she says, I was born this way. Well, I can't I, help oh, it, I was yeah. born this way. And he I says, so, so was, was I. I. That was really moving. And but he does tear go down but his cheek. She doesn't hear she it. She doesn't hear it. he says it to himself. And obviously he's saying, so was I. I was born, you know, gay. gay. You know. I thought that was really moving because you just got the pain of somebody who obviously can't admit to being gay. In those days, you just couldn't do that. You, you know, it was a crime. So um, I thought that thought was a really moving way. He's, the way the way he acted that completely. Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was. Yeah. It was I really, did. Really I did. Uh, also, I mean, you know, it's it's not exactly a bed of roses being a bender now, but it's uh, certainly back then. I would have been. You, well, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't have been you gay. You'd have no, to you'd, pretend. You'd have to pretend, wouldn't you? So. Anyway, then we cut back to, to J- Jamie and William. Jamie and William, and William is had enough of being out in the wilderness with Jamie. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a sport brat, isn't he? And he just he just wants to go back, and also he he's, he's, he's just he's, wants to be with his dad, and he, he thinks, thinks his dad's going to die. He thinks his dad's going to die, and he wants to see his dad. He doesn't want to go back, and his dad be dead, and he have missed him. Uh, and Jamie is sad that they're not getting on. Anyway, uh, they go to sleep. Jamie uh, wakes up to find that William has gone. And where is he? He's in Cherokee land. What's he doing? picked up a fish. He's gone fishing. And as luck would have oh, it... Oh, we didn't do this bit about the fishing earlier. Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Really it's, boring. it's a bit boring. But um, Jamie can fish. Of course Jamie can fish. And he can hunt. Obviously he can. Um, but yeah, uh, the Cherokee just happens to be passing when they've got a stolen fish. And it turns out the Cherokee are quite... Uh, got very severe rules when it comes to poaching, don't they? Because they... Well, you spill blood, they spill blood. So they... Get so they said, your... This boy has spilled blood, so now his blood must be spilled. So basically... Obviously Jamie. He, he's killed a fish, so now they're going to kill him. It sounds quite excessive. Mind you, I think poaching was... That probably was the same uh, penalty in Britain in those days. But um, Jamie, of course, goes, no, take me. I'm, I'm his father. He's my son. I'm his father. He's got blood of my blood. 
Hence the title of the episode. And uh, so the Cherokees seem to be happy with that. They go, right, fine, we'll kill you instead. And they go to kill him, and he says... His son Jay- goes... Jamie says something just before he's about to yeah, die. Oh, yeah, God protect the children and her and the children. And then William goes, he's not my father, because William obviously doesn't think he is. He's not my father, he's just saying it. Please, I'm the son. Please take me. Please take me. Which is a very brave thing for a young lad to do. Yeah, and it just shows he's a chip off his old block. Oh. That was basically, all they were showing is that his son is just like Jamie, very brave, and, and does the right thing. So the, the Cherokee is so impressed, we think they're going to kill this young lad. Yeah, what they end up doing uh, is just giving him a slight graze on his hand and saying... Um, you were very brave. Something in Cherokee that we don't we didn't understand. didn't really understand. Yeah. So that was that. So, so they get away... Uh, and Jamie agrees that they'll go back to see Lady Jane Grey. So back to Lady Jane Grey and Claire, who are now both in bed. No, they're not. <laughs> that, how funny would that be? That was... like, oh, this is a turn up for the books. If I can't have Jamie, okay, I'll have the next best thing. So, um, and uh, he's Oh, we forgot. Uh, on, the better. Way back, on the way back, um, he, uh, the son goes, why didn't you look back when I ran after you, when you left, why didn't you look back? And Jamie went, I wanted to, but I didn't want to give you false hope. And then the kid actually smiles. He doesn't do that, that look. He smiles because he realised that Jamie did that to protect him. So I think that's what he was so angry with Jamie. Yes, would and be. he says, oh, and I thought I'd never see you again. Yeah. Right. So right. we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back to Lady Jane Grey. So, so um, last time we saw them, he was really ill and he was saying quite spiteful, horrible things to Claire. And Claire was saying quite spiky things back. But now he feels better and we come back and he's basically apologising to Claire for being so... Uh, direct or, yeah. or and he's like I'm really sorry I should never have said the things I said they were unkind and untrue and um, well not untrue but he basically says you know I, I the truth is I am envious of you because I will never see I will never have the face that you have of, yeah which is the face of someone that is Satisfied. Satisfied sexually it's the faces I see on, on Chloe and Jen every time I visit oh we're constantly satisfied <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, let's not bring that up. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, oh God, bloody hell, Maureen. So, uh, that's what he wants. So he said, basically, listen, what I want is to have what you have, which is to fall in love with someone and be satisfied in bed. I mean, he doesn't explicitly say that, but that is what he's saying. No, the, 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 he makes them happy because he didn't make his wife happy, so that's... But that's it. So he well, confesses. Because he, he didn't feel for Isabel when she died. Yeah, but, so but, 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 wanted, but, but, Oh, sorry. So say it, say it. So he wanted to see if he could feel again. No, but what does he say before that? What does he confess? I don't remember. He confesses that when his um, uh, wife died... He didn't feel anything. He felt nothing. So he was like, I feel so guilty. But when she died, I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel bereft. Because we had been to all intents and purposes... Sister and brother. Brother and sister. And... and uh, uh, Claire was, it's like very defensive of the wife going, well, that, how did she feel about that? How did she feel about being with a man that wasn't in love with her? Oh, yeah, was she happy with that? He went, I was a very adequate husband in every way. Yes, so he did put out. Um, Good for him. And, uh, but the point is, is that he wasn't in love with her, although he cared for her, and he feels terribly guilty about that. And, uh, and he wanted to see Joe <laughs> to see if he could feel, which he does. And, and so Claire says, and do you feel anything? And he said, yes, I feel the same as I did. 20 know, odd years ago. Yeah, you know, like with a... I'm glad, you, glad this is not a visual thing. I was just missed. Uh. Just missed my my forearm going. Uh, so, and I felt for him because. But what what the great thing is is that Claire says something like, "You deserve that. You deserve that. Yeah. You know, and you should have that, and you shouldn't settle. You should you should 
try to find that so that you can have what we what Jamie and I have and and uh, you know because listen it's 18th century whatever back country uh, the fact that somebody's saying to him your love is mm. is should be explored and you shouldn't feel shame. Claire is modern. I know she's modern, but who else, would, who else, no one has ever said that to him. And she was the 60s, so it wasn't that as modern. It's not that modern. It was modern. still illegal in Britain. Exactly. In those days anyway. And it was still illegal in America. So, it, you know, she's still modern anyway. Because, yeah. you know, so Claire is like saying to him, it's probably the first person that's ever said to him, you know, don't stop looking for love. Yeah. So, you know, they are, yeah. So when Lady Jane Grey leaves, he actually leaves with a little spring in his step. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to go out and look for some cock and bum fun. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't actually phrase it like that, but... Um, no. <laughs> just as well. And then we have a, a Claire and uh, Jamie get jiggy with it at the end, don't they, in a bath scene? Do you know what? Okay, so I confess <laughs> I didn't watch it. Did you not? No, I'll tell you why. Because I was watching it, as I always do, on the train. And it was packed. It was last night. It was absolutely packed. Southern Rail doing what it usually does, providing a train, cancelling the train... Offering us another train 20 minutes later that's half the size of the original train, but with twice as many people <laughs> need to get on it. So I, I had people behind me, I had people next to me on either side, and then so I couldn't very well put up a oh, sexy. I can still do it. I can oh still no, do it. I just I, I felt like I felt I got very English well, and I felt very awkward. Just, the bath scene started and I went, well, I'll watch that later, and then never watched it. Um, well, you've watched sex scenes before on the train, haven't you? Do you remember that text you sent me? Yeah, but I stopped watching it. <laughs> I mean, as soon as, you know, his bottom came out, I went, right, switch, shut oh, okay. it down, shut it down. I, uh, well, the bar scene, where he obviously gets more fantasy male points, you know, he's bathing her, he, he gets a ring, he's had a ring made, and it's got an inscription on it, a wedding ring. I mean, for God's sake, do you know what? On he's, the slides, had it I mean, made on the slides. I was a straight man, which I'm not, <laughs> I would watch that programme and go, look, you just stop it. This doesn't happen. I know, I know. I mean, this is this. I, Jane knows this story, but I have. Even when, as a gay woman, I'm watching him going. Look, no one does that. I had a boyfriend once who gave me this romantic bath. Allah uh, obviously didn't look like Jamie, and um, and the thing he said to me afterwards, I went, "Oh, I said, oh, that's really a romantic night." And he went, "Yeah, it just makes me realise what it could be like if if I was with somebody special." Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, not quite Jamie. Jamie no. does it a lot better. So Jamie gives her a silver ring, a wedding ring. And obviously, she's all back then. And it's inscribed with, I'll give you a thousand kisses. And he lifts her to the bath, from the bath, straight on the bed, so it gives a new meaning to the wet patch. Puts her on the bed. Right. Starts kissing her. Start, I would, don't, don't tag it to me more, and I haven't watched it. And then it goes, fades to black. And then goes down on it, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're imagining. Well, he does look like he's heading that way. I mean, if he's going to fulfil his ultimate role as maximum man time, then yeah. get down there, mate, and spend as long as I want. Right. And that was the end. So what do you think? I, I mean, apart from sex scene, which I didn't watch, which I'm, I don't, it doesn't sound like I missed anything. Uh, I thought it was good. I, I just liked having Lady Jane Grey in there. In fact, there's talk that they, he, they might have to have a breakaway series featuring Lady Jane Grey. Oh, yeah, fine. You know, because you, know, you wouldn't think he's Aussie. He's got that English, you know, upper class gentleman um, stuck. And his eyebrows, again, great eyebrows. Yeah. I don't really notice his eyebrows. Oh, listen, take a look at Lady Jane Grey's eyebrows. Perfectly coiffured. <laughs> I don't think enough is said about his eyebrows, actually. <laughs> but who do you think will be next week's guest? Because they seem to have a guest every week. Oh, is they? there someone next week? I don't know, but they all seem to have a you guest. You do don't... know. I know, I don't know no, what's happening next week. Are you reading week. the book? I have read the book, actually. Maureen's read the book, so she knows. Normally, normally, I... yeah, but you know, like, the thing with the fish and the uh, Indians, that didn't happen in the book. Oh, right, okay. So they don't always stick to the book. They cut, cut out quite a bit of the book. But yeah, because normally I never read the book past the. 
TV episode, but I, I have this time. Okay. Well, I don't. I can't think of anyone else that's coming back. Because oh, oh, that, that that guy that was in the first episode, the bad guy. Oh, Stephen Bonnet. Stephen Bonnet. He's got to come back. And maybe Roger, Roger and some brown knitwear at some point. Oh, Roger and Brianna for crying out loud! They've got to come back. Haven't they? Yeah, but Brianna won't be. Well, she's just gone through. I mean, Brianna is literally stuck in a stone somewhere. <laughs> When she wasn't in this episode, I went, she's wedged in some stone going, how do I get out of it? Anyway. And then Roger's there with his knitted brown knitwear. I hope when he moves to the 18th century, they take him out of war. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's not like Jamie's wearing colourful clothing. It's all kind no. of like... In the book, he's always in a kilt and a plaid in the, in the book. But here he's in breeches. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That was obviously a choice. But, um... Musket... Chilly with a kilt, mustn't it? You think, especially if you're not wearing anything around your meat and two veg, you know. Well, you know, it keeps you warm, though. freeing, though. But, you know, I think men need support there. Do you? Well, I think, like, women wear bras, men need something, because otherwise they'll be down by your knees before you're 40. Because Jen's an expert in this area. Like those cat's cradle What's those things? What about those things, those balls that go tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock? No, come on. The elasticity in a man's knackers. Listen, it doesn't last. I've been okay. to a nudist beach. Have you? Why? Not on purpose, Maureen. <laughs> you go, anyone that's been to France will have found themselves on a nudist beach by accident. You'd be like, what the hell's going on? Why is that? There's, a, there's too many shuttlecocks here. No, I'm not talking about the badminton anymore. Anyway, on that note... <laughs> on that note, that's the end of the episode. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're, we're looking forward to next week. Murta, I think, oh, because Murta, I think Murta and Jamie are going to be on the opposite sides of the regulator thing. Yes, but I've, hopefully they'll the wrong main friends. Yeah, and I hope they don't kill off Murta. I'm just worried they're going to kill him off. Oh, he's going to have to go eventually because he was supposed to be dead ages ago. I know, but he does, he's very good. I mean, Maureen, he's, he's fine. I like Murta. If he's not pushing the story along, get out of the pool. <laughs> All right. Right, then. well, we'll be back next week, probably. probably. I mean, possibly. possibly. Who knows? I mean, we can't promise. We'll try because it's before Christmas, isn't it? Yes. Morning's just done giving me the weirdest face. Um, <laughs> all right then. I think you find that's my face. That is all right face. then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.